Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host. Over the past six weeks, we have really flexed our change muscle. And by we, I mean DHG and every single human being in the world. Um, No two days have been the same. And so it seems appropriate that we continue our Changemaker podcast series, which is an extension of our Change Hub communications. So in this series, um, we highlight some of our change makers who lead the way both inside and outside of the firm. Several months ago, Trey Ackerman joined us, and just before the coronavirus, he was able to share with us some of the things that he was doing. So we're bringing him back to share with us more about how he is leading through this time of intense and immense change. Trey's the managing partner of DHG Tax. And when asked what he does at DHG, his answer always gets attention. We talked about this last time, but it is so worth bringing up again. Trey states that we are in the life-changing business. And someone who is a tax leader, that doesn't necessarily seem like something they might say. But Trey believes that we are all in the business of changing lives, both inside and outside of DHG. In addition to leading the tax practice, practice into double-digit growths, he is on a quest to help make DHG famous for our flexibility plans as well as our efforts um, to improve, enhance, and build an inclusive workforce for all. Trey truly understands what it means to be a true change maker, and we're grateful for Trey leading us today through this and beyond. Welcome, Trey. Hey, Alice Gray, it's so good to be back together. I think it's, like you said, it's been a month or two since we were last together, and I always enjoy uh, these discussions and being able to share broadly with our teams about what we've been up to, so thank you. Absolutely, a month or two that feels like maybe three or four years for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So so let's talk about this life-changing business. I heard you um, say the other day to someone, you know, we remain in the life-changing business. So I'm just curious, what does that mean in today's pandemic world? Yeah, definitely. I'll address that. And you, you mentioned some, uh, you know, some of our results and, uh, success we continue to have as a team from a tax perspective. And let me just say that all credit goes to the team. I mean, everyone, particularly in light of the environment we find ourselves in, uh, you know, everyone doing their part, uh, to make all of this a reality uh, is really what makes it possible. So I didn't want to miss an opportunity to express our gratitude uh, to all of our 500 teammates in tax and and really everyone across the firm that continues to uh, contribute to uh, what what we're doing day in and day out. So uh, with respect to life-changing, you know, I I still believe that in my heart. Uh, It's been a month or two since we were together. It does feel like a day or a week. It goes by so fast. I still get funny looks when I say that we're in the life-changing business, but I believe that. (laughs) Somebody's going to have to convince me, as I said last time, that, you know, we're not in the life-changing business. I believe tax and tax consulting and the other things that we do are the mechanisms to bring people together. And then it's, what do we do about that? And so, um, you know, right now we find ourselves in a you know, shelter in place, uh, in an isolated type fashion. And that brings a, a whole host of other challenges when you think about just being isolated in general, but also the family dynamics. And, you know, when I think of the notion of family, I can't help but think about DHG. And we are a family. And when I think about the fact that we're all in different places now in our 
we are in our living rooms as opposed to our DHT living room, walking <laughs> around our offices, checking in with our people. Um, you know, that that's tough. And so, you know, we, we um, you know, unfortunately have had to make some tough decisions over the last few weeks. I've had to make those personal. We've had to make those professionally. Uh, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to stop us from looking for ways to one, get us all back together as we look to get back in their offices and be back unified as, as a team, but also not lose sight of this spirit of continuous improvement and what we can do along this continuum as we reach our full potential and look to constantly change lives. So the home is all about family. The home is all about being back together. The home is all about being united, not only as a tax team, but as a DHG team. And that's something that you know, we're really, really passionate about. And, and we've always, let me just say, we've always been passionate about our people and it's always been what's driven us. But I think when the times get tough, you know, it becomes more and more important. And we, even though the waves crash down on us or the wind is in our face, it's not going to stop us. You know, we're not going to put our heads in the sand. We're going to rise up, rise forward and, and, and really lock arms and say, what can we do as a team to come back together? That's, that is so true, and I feel like I see stories of that every day. It's amazing. Yes, um, you and I had a chance to catch up before, before this podcast, and you were sharing with me that you were inspired by Patrick Lencioni's Rally Cry. Um, there's a podcast around it, and I heard Jeff Alton, our Change Hub leader, talking about it, so I listened to it. And it sounds like you, you're working on something um, – about you know having a rally cry taking this another step what are you thinking about here yeah no it's a great question and yes i am a a raving fan of patrick lencioni i've read all but i think two of his books um and you know it's interesting a few weeks ago jeff had shared with me a podcast on the five dysfunctions Mm -hmm. of a virtual team working in a virtual environment which plays off of lencioni's book he wrote the five dysfunctions of a team and in that conversation, we I sort of stumbled on this, uh, you know, podcast around the rallying cry. And I know a number of us, including yourself, have listened to it. And it really allowed us to dust this concept off and say, you know, let's call it what it is. We're in somewhat of a, you know, a crisis mode. Right? Yeah. We, we are, are dealing with unprecedented times with a tremendous amount of uncertainty. And the way I look at it is we have two options. We can either put our head in the sand uh, and pout and be woe is me, or which, which, which well, let me just say, clearly not an option. I think you know as well enough. Right. Not an option here. And the second option, the flip side of that is, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we can stand up, stand strong, step up, step forward, uh, and we really start to think about what is that rallying cry that we could develop as a team uh, to something that can unify us in a time of uncertainty and a time of anxiety, where we can all. Uh, create that unity around it, all, uh, you know, rally around it. And at the end of the day, with all of the priorities and objectives we have going on, it's the one thing that we can come back to that will keep us grounded. Uh, And so uh, that's something we share with our, you know, our tax leadership team. And I'm proud to say the team has come up with, you know, our own rallying cry from a tax perspective, which I think closely or actually aligns exactly with where we are as an overall firm yep. and that is emerge together emerge strong and that sense of togetherness is extremely important to us in addition to the strength that we all see but seek both personally as a team and certainly as a firm as we look to emerge and move to the brighter days that we know are all ahead as we move out and move forward i love that and i just i you know 
the more I hear it, the more I think that is exactly what we're rallying around. Um, so to help the team understand, you know, you can rally around something, but then how do you get things done? Um, you put together five defining objectives that I also think are brilliant. Um, and the first one of these I think is really interesting. You call out first, maintain health as a team. And um, so why are you leading with health? Yeah, no, it's, it, that's a great point. And let me just say, you mentioned brilliant. Lencioni gets all the credit <laughs> for the brilliant. All we're doing is taking his playbook, right? Right. So we said it's great, it's great to have a rallying cry, right? It's great to have something we can all unite around. But if we don't have a, a game plan or a playbook or a roadmap to get there, that, that clearly is laid out for all of us on the team, no matter what our role is. You know, whether I'm one day with the firm or, you know, been with the firm for 30 years, these are examples of the things that we can all be doing in the spirit of that unified somatic goal, that rallying cry that we're all seeking to achieve. Uh, so you, you mentioned the first one right out of the gates, maintain health. And this may sound uh, strange to some, but we said, you know what, before we do anything else, especially in, in light of the environment we find ourselves in, now more than ever, we need to maintain both our mental health as well as our physical health. And so we said, look, these are not all-encompassing. These are just some guidelines, some tips that we would share from folks that we've gathered. You know, team members have uh, passed along uh, over the years. One is, you know, a gratitude list. You know, make three items a day, different items each day, right? Challenge ourselves to do at least three. We could probably all spend time, you know, making it six, seven, eight, ten. But just start with three and rotate and, and come up with three different ones each day as a way just to – you know, keep our minds in the right place. It'd be easy, again, to get down and to focus on the negatives and the things that we don't have. But what if we focused on the blessings and the things that we do have and the things that we're so grateful for? I just, we can't help but think as a team that keeps us in the right frame of mind mentally. We also have firm resources that, you know, you and Matt and others have talked about, you know, with, with Brooks on uh, some of the firm-wide uh, webinars we've been mm -hmm. doing and, and Zoom calls around just the firm resources, you know, energy for life and everything we've done to roll that out and the, the mental and physical uh, opportunities there. And, and, and then Headspace uh, would be another. Again, these are just examples. And then, you know, the other point we would share along this lines of health is, you know what, we just talked about being in our, you know, quote, homes, uh, you know, in shelter in place in an isolated fashion. And, and now more than ever, we need to be raising our hand to say, yes. hey, I may need help. I may need support. My dynamics in my family, all of a sudden, the, the kids are running through or they <laughs> need me to pull away. So, hey, hey, I need somebody to help cover for me and someone else is going to need coverage too. And you know what, Alice Gray, that's the beauty of being on a tax team of 500 yeah. and a firm team of almost 2,000 is we have the ability to – not only unify as a team, but to lean on one another as a team in a time when we probably need it most. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the child running through screaming because that might happen <laughs> any minute now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same for me. Right, exactly. Um, so the next objective is about delivering the ultimate and and wow client experience, which I love. So how can we achieve this, especially during this time when we really have to be physically distant from clients and prospects and, you know, be able to deliver that wow? 
Yeah, no, and I, I, we just love, as a team, we love that air quote wow experience, you know, that ultimate experience. I mean, because it really is all about the experience we give our clients and those that we aspire to have clients. And so we said, look, yes, we may not be able to go physically to a site, but we have the benefits of Zoom. We also have cell phones. Uh, we've got email. We've got ways to stay connected with our clients, even though we can't be face-to-face. We certainly can via Zoom. Um, but we just said, look, you know, now more than ever, we need to be wowing our clients. And so we came up with some uh, you know, guidelines here as well. We said, you know, we're going to get questions, either phone calls or emails. So here's the deal. The preference would be a response, at least acknowledging that we got the call or the email before the sun goes down or before we close the business, right? No later than 24 hours because oftentimes we hear that responsiveness or lack thereof in some cases you know, is the differentiator when clients are making decisions about do I stay, do I go, uh, how, what's my level of satisfaction. So extremely important now more than ever, that level of, and that urgency around responsiveness. You know, we also talked about this notion of deliverables, you know, whether it's a statutory deadline or something we've committed to as a team, you know, that we would seek to deliver those at least five days in advance, you know, and, and we're not asking every team to pick the five days, you pick the three, maybe it's seven, but in other words, you know, and let's look to exceed that expectation too. So we just said, you know, hey, let's go with five days in advance of any deadline or any promise we commit to. Uh, we also talked about this daily and weekly check-in with clients. Again, I mentioned the Zoom and the calls and the email. Uh, we said, look, let's think about a couple of those a day or, you know, multiply it by X number per week. You know, whether it's two a day, ten a week, um, you know, we, we, we have the ability to even do these quick check-ins with our clients. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not just about, you know, what we're doing for them, but how are they doing? You know, what's going on in their, you know, family world or you know, as they're dealing with COVID-19 and being in the same state that we are from our shelter in place. So uh, that was, we felt very important too. And then the, the other area we've been sharing with our teams is, you know, now more than ever, we need to go the extra mile with our clients. You know, we need to be thinking beyond the service offerings we provide. I heard a story the other day, it was an awesome story about a client who was, you know, looking to obtain a loan and we connected them with a bank that we have a relationship with and they were able to ultimately secure that loan. That's well beyond the service yeah. that we provide, but it's the right thing to do to help and to right. serve and to have, you know, that, uh, you know, client first mentality. And we also use this term net giver, you know, at the end of the day, we want to give more than we receive. And if we all have that mentality to be a net giver, uh, it, it, it'll amaze us, uh, in terms of, you know, how we're able to uh, excel in these relationships that we're so blessed to have. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Okay, so the next one also I think is an interesting way to think um, and an objective. Deploy and work efficiently. Okay, so we've been doing that all along, and now we have this virtual environment. How does this work now, today? Yeah, well, again, fortunately, three or four years ago, we put technology in place as a firm that at that time was really allowing us to share work around the firm. We were intact. We refer to it as pooling. And we also have gone to pretty much, you know, most of what we do electronically with respect to uh, our work papers. And so in looking back on that, when you use the term brilliance earlier, it makes us look brilliant three or four years ago, unbelievable, priceless decision at this point in time. Who would have known, right, that we would find ourselves having to 100% work virtually uh, out of our homes around the firm. So, 
you know, what we've been talking to our teams about is because we have the ability not only to communicate, but to collaborate and share work virtually around the firm, uh, we need to be thinking about working what we would call smarter, not harder. Yep. Uh, and we've been talking about, you know, realistic goals and targets that we could set where we're not putting undue burdens on our teams and using that communication and that collaboration and those uh, technology tools that we have to help share things, to spread out the workload and to spread, you know, how things get done around the firm. So uh, that's one of the things we've been talking about. And the other thing we're encouraging our teams to do is, hey, before you sign off or, uh, you know, close things down for the day, if, if, if you've gotten efficiently gotten things done and you've been efficient and work smart about what you're doing, you know, check in with your teammates and make sure that they're okay and, and, and be willing to kind of take that one more initiative to, uh, to help out. Uh, and, and, when, and again, when we're on and we're engaged, we're working efficiently. And when we're not, we're not. We're unplugging to take a walk or, you know, have that meal with the family or whatever it is that's going to, you know, make all this, uh, you know, possible with everything we're trying to, uh, to balance. And then the other thing we're talking about is now more than ever, because we do have a team of 500, we need the right people working on the right things at the right point in time. And it's about looking at all of our skill sets and our strengths that we bring as a team. This is the beauty of being on the team, right, is is how do we, you know, get everybody in a position on the team so we're playing the highest and best use. Um, and so now more than ever, we need to be focused on that too. That's terrific. So when I think of you, Trey, I think of growth because you have just been a pioneer pushing us forward in terms of growth. Um, so one of your the next objective is sustained growth. Um, what does this look like today? Yeah, well, great point. We've been talking to our leaders about this too and really having to think creatively about how we stay engaged. I mentioned that you know how we're staying engaged with clients. At the same time, how we're engaged with prospective clients. You know, it's one thing to Zoom with a client. It's another thing to think about Zooming with somebody, you know, you maybe haven't met before, you don't mm-hmm. know as well. And uh, But our leaders, the good news is we're coming up with very creative ideas in terms of engaging. And what, an example would be one of the things we've done is we've started producing, a, you know, knowledge share around this legislation that's been uh, enacted with respect to the CARES Act and the Families First Act. And... Um, What's been interesting about the knowledge share is it's uh, it's a great way to not only publish something, but to then have a webinar where we're engaging people, right? And it's creating the opportunities to follow up. And so, uh, you know, I think one of the things we're encouraging our teams is, you know, let's follow up with those that have come, you know, and been a part of our webinars to hear what we have to say. And then let's also, you know, this legislation is a great opportunity for all of us to do some reading and educate, get ourselves up to speed so we can look at our client base as well as those uh, prospective clients we aspire to have and figure out, you know, how we might help them, you know, think about things like liquidity, mm. and, uh, immediate cash generation and yep. tax planning at a time probably when that cash is needed most. I was just right. having that conversation with an executive at a company this morning and they wanted they're interested in doing a comprehensive liquidity analysis and what we could do to help them create liquidity some of that through tax planning some of that otherwise so uh, that you know we're not we're not suggesting that we let again a barrier of COVID-19 completely shut down our growth engine we're just not going to do that right and and I love that um I mean because now we need it more than ever right um yeah, we, we do, and you know it's um, you know part of that is um, you know to obviously um, continue to reinvest 
in our teams and the teams we aspire to have. Part of that is to continue to create new and unique opportunities for our team members to learn and grow and stretch and develop and work on something tomorrow they did today. And that ties directly back to our mission when we think about those valuable careers. Absolutely. Okay, so we're on to the final objective, which is maximize performance. And I believe that this one really pushes us. So share share with us more about what it means to maximize performance. Yeah, so Lencioni's book, uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, is really all, you know, certainly you know, is all about this item. Uh, you know, he talks about this, you know, when he says five dysfunctions, what he's really saying is, hey, in order to perform at your highest level as a team, these are the five things you need to do. So we felt like we needed to have an objective in here around maximum team performance. You know, we want to soar, we want to excel, we want to thrive as a team. And so there's a few things we've been sharing with our teams outside of, you know, some of the key performance indicators. And and one of those is, hey, always think team first. You know, let's not be worried about, you know, am I trying to score my 30 points on Saturday night, right? Is the team actually winning? Am I doing my part as a member of the team? No matter whether I'm one day on the team, you know, five years on the team, or I've been here for 30 years, am I playing my part to make sure that the team is first that I'm thinking team first and the team wins. The other thing we would say is, you know, now more than ever, you know, we need to aim high and set our sights high. You know, we need to be thinking about that with respect to any targets we might have about anything in our business and then do everything we can as a team to exceed those targets and realize that there's no way on earth that Alice Gray or Trey or anybody else could do it all by themselves. Again, that's the beauty of being on, on a team. I was just on a Zoom call with one of our offices today, our markets today, with some uh, some of our tax leaders, and, and we were having just that conversation that we're going to pull the team together, and we're going to, you know, this is an opportunity for everybody to understand our playbook and our objectives, and then figure out what is it that we can all do collectively to accomplish these things, and what role can each of us play to play our part to make sure it's the team first and the team is sorting. This is good stuff, Trey. It's really, really inspiring. It, it, it just excites me. Thank you for, um, for sharing all of this with us. Um, so before we close, I just want to open up the floor. Is there anything else, closing thoughts that you want to share? I, you know, I would just I would end a little bit where I started and with something I read this morning, actually, uh, which I don't think is by coincidence. But I, I, I want to end with our gratitude and our appreciation for everybody in the firm, everybody on this team, including those that are part of our 500 strong in tax. And, and I read something this morning that really struck me, and I think it, it, it ties right back to everything we've just talked about and what we'll continue to uh, think about as we move forward as a team. And you know, it, it really is kind of three points. Uh, first one was uh, many of us fail not because we aren't talented, determined, passionate, but because we get sidetracked. So unless we have a clearly defined goal and keep that in front of us at all times, we won't run in the direction that we want to. Uh, and then in other words, it, it, it's really hard to stay on purpose, and I love this notion of purpose. It's hard to stay on purpose if we don't know what our purpose is. So now that we know what our purpose is, and now that we know what our objectives are, there's no reason why we can't go flawlessly execute. So with that, 
we can close it up and uh, give everybody their time back in their day. Very good. Um, well, it, it, I, we haven't said this, but I feel like it needs to be said before we close. When we talked about what medium, you were very deliberate that you wanted this to be a podcast um, so that people could, it, it touches several of those objectives, and one of which is so that people can go out on a walk and listen. So, um I love podcasts, and I really appreciate you joining us today and sharing um, your changemaker story, a continuation of it, um, with our audience. Um, be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our changemakers and about things going on at DHG right now. Join us next, next time for another edition of Life at DHG.